Hello, my name is Micaela Machicote, and I am here with Dr. Dora Santana. We are here together at the University of Texas at Austin for the Black Women's Intellectual Contributions to the Americas Conference. Dr. Santana's work is deeply personal, intimate, and spiritual, and draws heavily from her relationship with her mother, as well as their ancestral legacies. Dr. Dora Santana is a Black Brazilian trans woman warrior, scholar, activist, artist, storyteller of experiences embodied in language and flesh. She's an assistant professor of gender studies at John Jay College CUNY and holds a PhD in African and African Diaspora Studies by the University of Texas at Austin. Her work has been published in the Transgender Studies Quarterly, TSQ, The Issues of Blackness under the title Transitionings and Returnings, Experiments with the Poetics of Transatlantic Water, and the TSQ issue Trans in Las Americas, whose title is Mais Viva, Reassembling Transness, Blackness, and Feminism. She is currently working on her book, Trans Stellar Not Works, Afro-Diasporic Technologies, Transtopias, and Accessible Futures, where she centers the knowledge production by and on Black trans women in the Black diaspora through a range of digital and embodied media, especially in Brazil, the U.S., and in African countries such as Angola. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Dora Santana. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, yes. Thank you. I'm so excited. Thank you, Michaela, for the lovely um, introduction. Yeah. I mean, that's all your wonderful work, and we're just so excited to delve into that today. Um, so I just wanted to start this off as a conversation and ask you a couple of questions. Um, and so the first question I have for you is, in what ways do the experiences and scholarship of Black trans women from the Global South contribute to and or complicate the narrative and legacies of Black women's intellectual production? And I'm thinking in a transnational and transtemporal context. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested in um, knowledge production within a, ran- a range of possibilities in, in, in media, right? So um, the body itself is a, a form of site for knowledge production. Um, And by saying that, I value other forms of knowledge that are not acknowledged within academia because of the conditions of oppression that limited um, a lot of us um, to have space within uh, this institution. So having in mind that in mind, um, the this forms of disembodying this knowledge can be a conversation, can be um, being together, can be hanging out with another girl, right? And can also take uh, a space in digital on the digital realm. Can be not posts from Facebook. Can be uh, one of the posts with pictures or videos, and as well as uh, writing and academic writing or creative writing. So all of those are, are sources to um, have a glimpse of the variety of experiences that we uh, that we have, right, and the genealogies of the work of us, our ancestors. Um, so for me to think of the experiences of Black trans women in Brazil, um, which I'm more uh, familiar, but also focus, although I'm in dialogue with other parts of the diaspora, is uh, a way to to think what uh, blackness, for example, 
um, means in that context, right, in in face of the negation of blackness by the discourse of, of, of miscegenation of mixture, uh, the negation of blackness, right, and also what, um, how patriarchal sexism and other other ways also take form into um, the negation of our woman, womanhood um, as well. So it's a form of multiple forms of, of, of negation. But uh, we know who we are. We know why we're here, right? And uh, telling people that we know who we are does not mean, on the other hand, that we have to create language about it or that we have to be sure or that we have to know everything about what it means to be in this world, right? Because not everybody also um, know. Right, we are in this world, also getting to know who we are, uh, transitioning in the sense of being having different forms of transformations and and learning from our experiences. So, I say that because there there is a difference from the interest in knowledge production or, of of or or our experiences and the 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 compulsory everyday. Um, question or or request of proof of existence, right? There is a difference of saying, "Oh, girl, you know what is about years that we can work together, that can we be friends, that we can have a life uh, together, uh, or collaborate, right, or integrate, or just you know getting to know each other." Um, there is a difference between that and asking you questions to prove your womanhood or to prove your blackness, right? Or which is um, is something that it is um, in common with also a history of questioning um, black women's testimonies, people, black people's testimonies, trans women's st- testimonies, right? When we say that we experience violence and we, and that that knowledge is a knowledge that is embodied. And sometimes from many years, we didn't have, we were not in spaces in which that knowledge was translated into acknowledgeable data for the state or for academia. So all we had were our stories, right? So um, my work today and the work of other uh, black uh, trans and uh, feminists or the ways that we learn how to theorize and to also produce knowledge is through this form of storytelling, literacy, uh, and conveying our truth of things that we know, that we know, right? Uh, and so my work today has to do with that process, right? I usually say that I am a storyteller within academia, and that also is a legacy of the the you know black feminism black black women's black trans women's black cis women's um, forms of theorizing, and as such, it should be acknowledged also as as rigorosity, like as rigorous form of knowledge of production. Um, and so, I think those are some of the ways that I understand knowledge production. There is um, an aspect though of what. Y- what unites us or, or makes possible coalitions, which is um, the ways that we resist um, 
not only focusing on the systems that we are resistant against, which is, you know, anti-blackness and, and also uh, sexism and patriarchy and transphobia and all those things, but also the ways that we care for each other and for ourselves, right? So these strategies of having different forms of love, of transitioning love, right, in the sense of how love transforms itself as it transforms its, ourselves, our movements. Um, and I think that's that ethics of care, uh, which is also an ethics of care that is not paternalistic or that is not also ableist, right? We can think about taking care of people. We think that they don't have agency in moments when they are being taken care of. It's a different form of care. I think it was a form of um, acknowledgement of your agency that you're letting someone care for you as you also care for that person or care for that movement or care for your work or for, you know, it's it's a more complicated and subtle way to thinking, uh, to think about those uh, forms of of producing knowledge and in, in, in relating to each other. Um, so, and that has been translated into movements and certain figures that are more prominent within the movement and that I will... That I that I that I name right within the fields of activism, my 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 girl is Sandra Ham, who is he's, he's amazing, who is the director of um, the Instituto Transforma. It's uh, it's it's um who's also uh who's this amazing black trans woman who's an activist is also um sign language uh, interpreter, so she does this uh, articulation of work that that. In also in sight language to be able to communicate with people in the deaf community, which is, a, I think, a great example of how we work in alliances with other also um, movements. She's not a deaf person herself. She is in, in alliance, right? Mm -hmm. And um, that's one of the examples. Our elders, um, uh, Giovanna Baby, for example, this is one of uh, the, the Black trans women who organized the first um, trans women um uh, meetings and, and organizations and conferences in Brazil and whose strategies for that articulation of that um, meeting was very you know at the time limited by the media there was the phone but in organizations in conjunction with an NGO they worked with sex workers right so the, the strategies of 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 being uh, working as a sex worker and strategizing and, and surviving but also relating to each other uh, at the time, and resistant to police brutality because they're always all the time chased by the police, right, and beaten by the police and, and arrested, and by a state that produced the conditions of of precarity for them, um, and at the same time punish them for engaging in work that were the only work allowed under those conditions of precarities. Um, so, because under those conditions of resistance, then these women uh, also organized and um, and with the knowledge that they have of how to relate to create community, to understand that it was necessary to um, articulate a movement nationally so that, that, that we could resist and survive, right? Um, and many others, um, in articulation with the movements for pressuring of occupying their university 
uh, especially black people within the Brazil uh, context by pressure of the black movement and um, for affirmative actions, the recognition of also the writing and the knowledge that has been done by black people in the country. Uh, we have different um, bodies within the university and uh, also black trans women as uh, PhDs and um, one of them, Jacqueline de Jesus, uh, was one that was the editor of Transfeminismo, and who's a black trans woman who does this amazing work on the um, the genealogies or the reconfiguration of transfeminismo in in Brazil, and also in articulation with what it means to be a black person there. Um, and we have Maggie Hayata, who is also in uh, in in the field of of education, who's also had just had a her PhD and um, and other um, women just such as uh, Maria who is in a master's degree and works with the relationship between art and in 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 performance and in 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 transness and blackness. So I'm so glad that I'm now able to name everyone yes. that is so doing black women. That is yes, what this is all about. <laughs> so black women from the global south. <laughs> yes, it, it, it is doing this all this um all this work in conjunction also with um uh, black trans men, right? And uh and trans masculine people in, in the country. Um Leonardo Pesania, he's one of the most prominent activists, but also um, thinkers of what it means to think about rearranging black masculinity and in transness. Um they he's one of the founders of uh Bulgueiros Negros, uh who is in conversation with Blogueiras Negras, right? Mm-hmm. Which is uh, black women's bloggers, um, to think about also the space of the digital world as more accessible to have texts or to have um, possibilities of, of sharing that kind of, of thinking of, of theorizing um, that um, is can be accessible for people who usually do not have access to universities and other spaces of, of, of institutional spaces of power. Thank you so much for that. That was amazing, enlightening. You just gave us a whole genealogy of, of black trans intellectuals. Um, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to bring it back to, um, I guess, this this notion of, of self-care and embodied knowledges. So your work is so intimate, so personal. And so I always wonder, what does that process look like for you? Because in a lot of ways, you're making your body an archive. Mm-hmm. And you're making yourself legible in certain ways to certain people in certain publics, right? Um, and so what does that mean to you to have this sort of vulnerability, right, on the page? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what does self-care look like for you during and after that process? Mm-hmm. Well, girl, my theorizing is hanging out with my girlfriends. <laughs> I mean, that's how black women have been doing it for centuries. <laughs> so there is that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Uh, it comes from a search of what works for me um, and what I am able also to do. Uh, my coming back to academia after leaving um, um, academia uh, years ago when I was in very hardcore linguistics theorizing, um, not because of the 
the com the political commitment that I had at the time, which was with uh, native Brazilian uh, peoples, uh, and and uh, was very interested in focusing on the poly. Uh, the multilingualism of the country uh, with many indigenous languages, but being raised by a monolingual Portuguese official language as a race of erasing and silencing mm -hmm. uh, people. So I bring that with me and I'm um, very grateful for the generosity of of um, people to let me learn from, from you know, their uh, experiences, their language, their, their political um, strategies. Um, But there is a, a lot of also colonizing within academia ways that, especially in the departments and especially in, in linguistics of how that works. Um, and I was also not in a good place emotionally. So to leave in order to come back, I needed to have a space on the page, a space of interlocutors that I wanted to to also be a healing process, right? That meaning that the the... the what the feminist right ethos of the, per, the personal the political the personal right is political yes yeah. uh and all those aspects but at the same time the fun the giggles the the, the laughs the the you know the the the, the fabulousness the, the giving me life right. <laughs> possibilities were also there right mm -hmm. the black joy Black women's joy was that could be part of that text, and in of the method, right, and of the imaginaries of futurity for us, right, um, as a very powerful mechanism to resist uh, brutal genocide or or overation of the possibilities for us to exist and be in the future. So. Coming back to that, um, I could only write and start to think about uh, the relationship with my mom, right? How do we transform that? How do we uh, relate to each other? Um, how we think of that space as a form also of transitioning love in the sense of how it transforms and how it transforms for fulfillment, right? That's, I think, what transitioning when you talk about uh, means. Um, but also how it can be a micro space to think of uh, transformative justice or uh, healing justice or restorative justice within our relationship, right? Of how the traumas that my mom is a black woman made, the, which is the story of many black girls in Brazil taken from her family um, and having to work as a maid since the child, her childhood, right? And being so vulnerable um, with a child, a trans child that she does not really have a language or understand what was happening. Um, and and our misunder the misunderstandings of me in relationship to my mom or in relationship to her, her to what was um, to, to her child uh, is... This is based now of how can we r restore, transform those relations through the commonality that we have, which is the willingness to work on our love for each other. And that was my first article uh, when I, I talk about um, the experiments with the, the products of transatlantic water of how the energies of, energies of you know, in my eye and, and 
in this feminine energies and the relationship to to be part of uh, a landscape coming from an island to which the water is this sign and this symbol that offers language and image of how to to be in the world, right? Like of how to strategize politically, of how things can be riverines or fluid or watery or resilient as well. And how that methodology of of being water, being sacred water, right? Uh, and also working uh, over the trauma in the water as well of the passage of the crossing could be a space of theorizing um, and that could go through the ways that I was relating to myself, to, to my blackness, to my transness, my, my communities, and the love with my mom and, and the building of community and um, with my aunt and, and uh, my colleagues as well. That is absolutely beautiful. Can you say the title of that article again? Yeah, it was, um, it's called uh, Transitions and Returnings Experiment with uh, the Poetics of Transatlantic Water. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that the listeners can, you know, pick that up and go <laughs> ahead and read that. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, to expand on that, can you tell us a little bit more about how performance factors into your scholarship and also about your art? Like, how did you start with your visual visual art? Um, because I noticed that is like a very big part of who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you could tell our listeners about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the linear language, uh, which is the writing on uh, screen <laughs> writing, um, is uh, the conditions that we have within academic space, but it's limiting. Um, and someone asked me that question, especially in terms of painting, and how did I, um, how uh, did I arrive to painting? And I said, because I was trying to paint on the page. That is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> right, and, and I had the feeling that I was... Uh, placing colors and doing watercolor because you know it would drip into and and and, and leak into different uh, fields and of in, the interconnectedness of the arguments that I was doing, and the way of doing that was as if I was painting. Mm-hmm. Many images were not. I was not able to convey through the writing, right? The, the image of. Um, the stellar network and the relationship to to cosmic um, community or cosmic uh, energy, a relationship to embodiment. How do you do that? So I had to um, do the series, which is Transvisions, uh, Transstellar Visions, um, with uh, one of the paintings that I expressed uh that relationship in one um, dimension or, or, or overlapping those those possibilities. And so for me, painting, I've always I've always been interested in in that too and uh, and uh, it's it's a way of re going back to one of the, the languages that for me as a child or growing up was a form of expression, but also of longing and also visualizing my, girlhood, right, or um, my inter- interior world, world, um, and that now acquires this other 
articulation with this language that I, you know, that we learn and, and we, we, we think about in terms of gender and race. Uh, so it is about creating memories, right? Um, I think that one of the, for me, and that I've learned also within um, Black feminism, right, and, and also is to create memories that, um, or rememorialize differently, right? Uh, which is a form of um, even reparations for us. Right, of mm. the not reparations from as from the possibility from us doing it because I've always do we've always been doing what we've been doing, right. but for creating spaces for acknowledgement, for creating spaces for uh, reaching um, a wider audience, for our voices to be uh, acknowledged in, as a fundamental space to think of very complex ways to articulate gender, race, sexuality, and and resistance, and freedom, and justice. Um, so because of, of that, um, I believe that the work of achieving justice and into doing Black feminism and transfeminism and queer feminism and, and all of those is a space to how to create memories for, so that we are able to, to to live, to thrive. So my body has different memories of, of being hyper-disciplined, right? Um, and hyper-disciplined into an embodiment of a form of masculinity, a form of being in the world. Um, that is not what um, I identify, that is not what I felt comfortable, that is not who I am. Um, so performance is one of those spaces that I have, that I had and I continue to have to create space for my body to move, to be free or to have a certain control of the audience, to invite gaze instead of having non-consensual gaze, right, or, mm -hmm. or on, on my body instead of and to invite a certain kind of um, of look or a certain kind of, of audience and expectations that is very different from being out in the world and being compulsory, uh, you know, hyper-visible. Um, in or in at, at the, the the risk of, of violence, right? So for me, it was a way of my body having that muscle memory of moving, of of my arms stretching in ways and my hands moving, and hips and other forms of my in my voice being very loud and occupying a space, right? So that. It, it, my body knows that this is a possibility of yes. being in the world. And so the arts and the other forms are those forms of creating different uh, memories um, as, uh, as, as I am, right, in this world, but as I am, as Maria Franco says, because we are, yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. And none of us are free until all of us are free. Exactly. So, I just want to say thank you so much for your time, for joining me here. Um, 
this conversation was giving me life. So I'm very excited about that. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, Mikael, also for the work that you're doing, for, you know, the insightful questions. And I'm so excited about this podcast. Me too. Oh, my God. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Sight Black Women. Follow us at Sight Black Women on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and our new website, www.sightblackwomencollective.org. And remember, it's simple. Sight Black Women. We theorize, we produce, we revolutionize the world. Mm-hmm.